0: Scripted, uncensored loose cannon of commentary.
1: I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is The Aaron Meta Show. of March 2017, this is the Aaron Meta Show, thank you very much for checking us out, it's facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show, twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show, tumblr dot, uh, sorry, AaronMeta.tumblr.com, and also you can check us out on iTunes, Player FM, Stitcher, and all the various other podcast distributors as well. As you can see on my screen, but I'll announce everyone else first, uh, Josh is on the show, how are you doing Josh? i'm good how are you yeah doing great patricia from the old school lane podcast is on the show hello there how are you doing
2: i'm doing good thank you
1: and our special guest coming all the way from sheffield hallam and i have to say he, has, he is one of the most entertaining internet reviewers that i've seen in quite some time very different from other people and also very super talented as well he is the one and only the one in the red hat Jamboriki. welcome to the arrow show Howdy, folks. How, actually, okay. I should have said, "How do you say?" If you say "Howdy," it's Jamboreeke. Cool. Okay, Howdy is Jamboreeke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Jamboriki, um, I've always wanted to bring you on the show because uh, I've seen your reviews, and uh, I have to say, um, what first got you into doing these reviews? And uh, I mean, tell us about the origins of Jamboriki reviews. How did it all start to come up, come about?
3: Well, basically. I've always been into film criticism for a very long time. I know that sounds strange for a childhood dream, but it is something that started very young. But we used to get copies of Radio Times. Only just wanted to see what was going to happen in the next episode of EastEnders. I wanted to see all the news, and I love the language that was used. I love the wording, and I love the... Well, and I just, I just... With film criticism, until I saw things like Channel Awesome and uh, Glass Reflection and Giga Compute. Oh, well, you can actually take it a step further. You can combine filmmaking with film criticism, and that's what really appealed to me. Because- and the whole jamboree thing started because um, I just moved into uh, my first student at home, and uh, I'd gotten this nickname. Jabariki I don't know living there was like oh, jabberiki and it's like okay and so I thinking you know what I want to make a review of the artman short ident because I feel as if it needs more attention deserves more attention so I did that and I was like well what kind of name can I Go by to the nickname in my head at the time, and just things went from there. And I just became addicted. I just loved making those videos, and I just couldn't stop. When I first started, I think
1: I made one every single day. Something I'd love to start doing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, um you your passion for lo- for uh, for for filmmaking, and uh, I understand also as well. Uh, you uh, went to Sheffield Hallam to uh, to, to continue to, to educate yourself in in that. How m- much was that? Uh, how how much did that help you in regards to where you wanted to get to, where you wanted to get to
3: I, I was pivotal to be honest because um it-
1: the thing was when i first
3: started university i just wanted to get in mm-hmm. because i didn't do to do well too well at a college but my college teacher said look i know his results aren't great but he's really passionate what he does and he does have talent can you please let him in him somehow and the thing was the i thought the only thing i could do was visual effects with computers but my background was stop motion through For- class but after two months a second as i was like please can i do animation and once i got moved into that and came back and i just fell in love with it again and i loved it as well i was possibly i was the weird guy in the class because while everyone was like oh every time someone's given an essay i was like because i just loved writing so yeah i think a lot of the principles of animation the understanding Stories and I learnt from my course, especially from my tutor Melvin Turnham.
1: Okay, um, just to let everyone know, I'm sorry if uh, there's some technical problems on on our end, but uh, you know we're going to try and suffice, and because uh, uh, you know um, I, again I'm I try my best to. Uh, get everything sorted out but uh, yeah i think um, the one thing i've noticed um, in in your reviews is that uh, you're more methodical than i think other internet reviews are i mean if you look at the nostalgia critic he seems to want to make a story out of every single review now and uh, when you look at like people like the angry video game nerd it's just these angry rants and then end up you know either pissing or shitting on a game it's like you know i, I think uh, why did you decide you wanted to go in a more methodical direction with your uh, uh, with your review style
3: um the thing is i i think the importance of reviewers is is sincerity and honesty and
1: there are a lot of
3: reviewers that do rely on um being caustic being negative and a lot of the time those reviewers will end up forcing their opinions to be negative just for the sake of the comedy and i never really wanted to go that route because i wanted to be honest I wanted to say, this is how I felt about the film. I may use with the movie but that I kind of like, uh, or it might be a film that I, um, I'll admit, there's some hiccups here and there and it's, I think that helps to, helps me to come across as more human.
1: Yeah, I just think, because, uh, uh, you know, I know you do good movies as well, and, uh, you know, in, in regards to reviews, I mean, you, you, uh, you've you uh, reviewed the BFG, and uh, which uh, not very many people know about the Cosgrove Hall um, uh, film, and, you know, I actually love the uh, Cosgrove Hall, because, surprisingly enough, it's the only one that Roald Dahl really ever approved of uh, after his... Uh, Dis, you know disenfranchisement with Willy uh, Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but uh, um, you know it's uh, we've also reviewed we pretty bad films as well. I mean, Postman Pat the movie, obviously, it was an abomination, and uh, obviously, you know, have you noticed that with some of the more really bad films, it's kind of hard to kind of uh, you know not go on this kind of like long rant about what's wrong with the film industry and uh, what's wrong with you know companies making these types of films. It
3: it can it can be very hard to kind of like become then become on, on a cost basis, but at the end of the day when it comes to making any kind of review it's all about the passion whether you have negative feelings or positive feelings.
1: Hmm. Um. So anyway, I want to bring this up because I know that uh, you know you you do a huge, huge amount of jobs on these uh, on these as well. If you want to check out uh, Jamboriki's website, it's up here for, for everyone to see. It's uh, Jamboriki.com, I believe.
3: Really,
1: updating. Yeah, well, I tell, tell you what, Josh. Actually, I've noticed that. I think uh, he's, you know, uh, Josh should before got some uh, kind of uh, sexy photographs of himself uh, before. I think he's. I think Jamboriki's trying to compete compete with you, Josh.
0: Really. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> uh, I think I think out of all of us, I think ja- uh, Josh was the one with the sexy uh, professional photography. But I think uh, uh, uh helping you there for this episode. Um, also, on <laughs> top of that, I also want to bring this up as well. Uh, ja- for those of you who do not know, Jamboriki is uh, trying to get this uh, uh, his Jambariki reviews and also trying to do um, um, uh, this as uh, as, as full time as well. And so you can. Uh, you got his. I've got his Patreon up here, up on his screen. And and uh, right now he's got eight patreons. You know, everyone, you know, go, go uh, do, donate to it. Go donate to it. So he'll uh, start doing more stuff for you. And uh, I noticed actually as well on the on here the um, the goal right now is uh, two hundred and fifty dollars, and if you uh, create that, he'll start doing some exclusive uh, uh, live streams for it as well. If you get him up to five hundred, he'll uh, get some more video equipment and also you know start making better videos. If you get him up to eight hundred, he'll start trying to turn this into a full time job, which uh, you know you know he's really talented, and so you know I say to everybody, look, you know uh, uh, go out and uh, sort of support him with uh, well, what with what you need and uh, and that and. Actually, I know it's at the top. One is uh, ten thousand, which is I'll buy my own studio. So uh, you know, if actually I to ask, if you do actually get to ten thousand uh, dollars, will you actually like constructing like an entire studio and that?
3: I have no idea how I'm going to go about doing that. <laughs> I would love to do.
1: That would be awesome.
3: Because uh, the problem is that I I actually live in a pub attic, and the floor is incre- <laughs> and like if. I can't animate anything. if there's there's no. It, it it's just it's literally like living in like some kind of Willy Wonka room It's so awkward.
1: We never know. then you know, dream big, Jamboriki. You know, it's like uh, I'm sure that'd be re- really cool for you to so, somehow somehow pull off. So it's like you know, hopefully uh, some of the people listening to this show will uh, you know want to do uh, give you some support as well. So uh, um, anyway, I really want to get into a bit of um, latest news uh, that's recently uh, recently been happening. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the latest uh, Ducktales um, uh, preview that uh, recently came out on YouTube. Uh, have you seen it recently or?
3: I have, yeah. yeah. I have seen that,
1: yeah. yeah. So, anyway, just for everyone who's uh, not seen it, let me just see if I can find it right here. Um, oh, by the way, that's the Jamboreki Facebook page, If you, sorry, the YouTube channel, if you want to check him out. so His latest uh, review was uh, a goofy movie, so if you want to check that out, then uh, yeah, De- defo do that. Um, let me just see, because I did have it somewhere.
2: McDuck Manor. McDuck Manor? As in Scrooge McDuck? The Bajillioner?
0: You're finally going to sell us.
2: Do it, do it, do Make Scrooge McDuck. Are you really our uncle? How old are you? You used to be a big deal! Whatever happened to you? Used to be a big deal. I'm
3: Scrooge McDuck. I made my name being tougher than the toughies and smarter than the smarties.
2: Sure, you want to do it the easy way.
1: No, so not to <laughs> the old, er, uh, cartoon.
2: Oh, in types. What's Donald really like? Who's the evil triplet? Louie. We're just a normal, boring family. Normal? Boring? <laughs> Donald Duck is one of the most
3: daring adventurers of all time! I run a multi-trillion dollar business. I can handle a few juveniles for the weekend. Besides, we've got a pretty low-key day planned. back uncharted territory
0: more new discoveries you guys our family is awesome
2: oh family truly is the greatest adventure of all oh, no,
1: So That was that, and uh, so uh, I mean, looking at it, it's. Um, I mean, I, it, it is. It does look like something for you know, 2017. It uh, does look pretty clean. It does uh, look. Like, I don't know. I'm a bit. I'm a bit mixed feelings about the about the voice action about the voice acting though. It's. Uh, I mean, uh, it does feel a bit kind of uh, you know Johnny Testy kind of like you know. Um, uh, also, if you remember, who was the kid in the Lorax? Uh, who didn't look like yeah. his voice matched his uh, his character? Uh, yeah, it, it did feel kind of like that a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know about don't everybody know. else.
0: They don't sound like kids, the little ducks. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you? Bishy? Yeah, I, feel,
0: I, will... I will admit, I will admit, like one of the
3: first different the voices were, and it can be very distru- distracting for those as classic voices. Um, and like I, I, I'm not too sure about David Tennant. Probably because I'm just so attached to Al Young playing the role, because he was so damn good at it. Um, but, like, I, I can hear he's trying, but he sounds too young.
1: Hmm. It just, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds a bit like, you know, you can see, you know, if you compare it to, I mean, this is some of the, uh, the comments that I've got from uh, on, on YouTube. It's like, you know, is it really fair to compare this variation of DuckTales to, you know, this one? And because um, you know, there's just so many uh, differences. Also, on top of that, um, you know, Ducktales 2017 can't be just a carbon copy of the of the original. It's uh, you know, I think it's got to stand out on its own, or else it's just going to say, oh, you know, you're just doing this again. It's like you know, there's no originality to it. So I I get that. But I think if you notice the difference between the Scrooge McDuck that we got in the old one and the uh, and the one that we got here, you can tell that the old Scrooge McDuck was a lot more rust was a lot more rustier. I think in his voice and whether David Tennant is, you know, somewhat you can hear he's kind of trying. Uh, Patricia, I don't know about yourself. I don't know what you think about it.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of mixed about this myself. I'm still not used to the new voices of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And as for David Tennant as Scrooge, it is going to take a little bit getting used to because, you know, you don't really hear a lot of other portrayals of Scrooge McDuck other than Alan Young. I mean, even with the DuckTales mm. cartoon and DuckTales Remastered and every uh, chance that he ever appeared in like um, Disney uh, cartoon or TV series, Alan Young has always played as Scrooge. I mean, he's done it for like, what, almost 30 years at this point since like Mickey's Christmas Carol, I believe that's when he was first introduced.
1: Hmm. Oh, well.
2: So, yeah, it. I mean, yeah, it's going to take a while for us to get used to David Tennant and all the other voice actors to portray uh, for for, for the new DuckTales. But I just have to say that it looks nice. Uh, It does look very modern and it does look very clean. I do agree with you, Arun. But yeah, the voices is something that you definitely need to get used to. And, you know, this will be really interesting about how this new incarnation of DuckTales goes, because we've been seeing a lot of new incarnations lately with, you know, Teen Titans Go! and Powerpuff Girls and a whole bunch of these shows. So, yeah, it would be nice to see what Disney will be able to do with it. Take something that we are or familiar with but do something new to it.
1: Mm. I just think I really want to know what the stories are. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the crux of it because uh, I think if it's going to look like, you know, it's not really that epic, but you know, looking from the, uh, the the previews, you know, you know, you see Scrooge riding around on a dragon, it's like, you know, yeah, I think this is going to go in some pretty wild places. I think we can all agree on that, though. Uh, whether it's going to be the kind of, you know, like uh, we can kind of predict what's going to happen, I think if we end up in that kind of territory, I think then it starts to become a little, less, a little bit less fun. Because we, sure. you know we know what's going to happen so it's like you know all the kind of you know you can put as much epic stuff on the screen as you like but if we know it's going to happen it's not really that epic is it
2: that is true I mean you have to understand that something like DuckTales, it's the story about this family of ducks that go into adventures travel all over the world to find treasure so what new can you add to it that doesn't make it feel like it's trying to resemble the original? So they definitely do need to do some new things to it to attract for the modern audience. So I'm hoping that it does work out, though. Hmm. I don't want to be that one person who just says, oh, this will never be as good as the original, what's the point of it, and just do a whole bunch of ranting and rambles and whatever, so yeah, yeah I want to give this a fair shot.
1: Do you remember when Teen Titans Go did episodes trying to, you know, basically saying, oh, look at all these guys on the internet, and, you know, trying to basically kind of do their responses to that? It's like, you know, yeah, I, really, yeah. I really, I really, I really hope that doesn't happen. You know, I don't think so. I, really I think that, that doesn't happen.
2: We have not seen that kind of hatred just yet with DuckTales yet. I mean well, I mean, it's still too young to tell, but I haven't seen like the hatred that I have, you know, seen online compared to when Ben Ten, when it was first showing its preview, how every single person basically said this is the worst thing ever. Why do they have to do Ben Ten the, the original was good as it was there was like a lot of hatred and with DuckTales there are some people that are willing to give this more of a chance yeah.
1: June Newcomb what do you think Ew, something smells rotten around here oh you're skeptical about everything Duke okay um <laughs> sorry I just had to bring him in but um yeah I think anyway I, I just hope Disney does goes good with this mind you better than what we're about to talk about now which is uh um, Beauty and the Beast has recently come out, and uh, I've been keeping my ear on the on, on the reviews and things like that. Now, I'm, people can call me out on my bullshit if they want to, because I have actually not seen Beauty and the Beast yet. I don't, as far as I'm aware, it's not been released yet here in the UK. So, but you know, looking at the um at the um the previews. And all the all the screenshots that we've got, and listening to uh, people that have reviewed the film, you know, it's like we're in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull kind of you know territory here. It's like you know, it's like yeah, it's you know, it's uh it's Beauty and the Beast, and you know, it's a, it's a great thing, but uh, you know, at the same time, there are some lot there are a lot of problems with it. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has been uh, uh, keeping their ear on it at the moment. Uh, Josh, I know that you were uh, trying to uh, uh, look at it yourself, so
0: yeah. um... I've uh, I've I've had some uh, I, I I still have some worries about it. I still have some concerns. Uh, I think the actors are good. I, I was like just like you. I was worried about Luke Evans because he you said before he didn't look like he ate five dozen eggs a day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <and>
1: <laughs> Tell you what, actually, can I? Let me. I'm sorry to keep bringing up videos, but uh, there is something I did actually want to point out in a in a in a clip. Um, just uh, let me have a let me have a look for this. I'll zoom it through because we don't want to really listen to, you know, the guy who plays Olaf in Frozen, you know, doing the whole thing, (laughs) but,
0: um, so.
1: Really? That's intimidating? Look at him!
0: I Hashtag smug. <laughs> he's, I mean... in, he's he's supposed to make himself think he's intimidating and of course the that makes the cast think he's intimidating. I I don't know, but I I'll get to that. But still and he is i think he's a good singer
1: though I yeah think. i'm not don't get me wrong he he looks like a good actor he looks like you know he can he can do the songs he can do the acting and stuff like that but his physical presence on the screen i mean you can see that you know he, he when you compare him to you know the Gaston that we know from the cartoon where he this guy is like jacked up and you know he looks like he actually <laughs> he has steroids. been yeah he's <laughs> <and> <laughs> Maybe I don't That's know, but uh, it's like.
2: How about
1: that? I mean, who knows? Maybe there's actually been something in there's five dozen eggs all these years, and that we haven't known about. But uh, you know, uh, they've
2: been they've been putting in the the hormones to, to make. Maybe the why so evil.
1: Tell you what you, know, you that you, does that does be- bring the
3: idea though. What if they brought in a wrestler to play him? Exactly.
1: Him what it. what, what, have, I've been I've been I what <laughs> have I been saying? What have I been saying? You know, you know, you know Dave batista who plays Drax the Destroyer in Gardens of the Galaxy, he should have been gassed on, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that, actually. Yeah,
2: I can see that, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: is,
0: but could he sing? That's the question. Could, uh, does he this,
1: like, give, him a, give him a singing voice. It's like, you know, that's what they did with... What? Uh, that's what they did with uh, Jack the rock.
3: the rock would have been perfect. Um, he sing, he got sing. The he's a, I heard him. If like, if I, he
1: bulked I, up and if he, I don't know, problem with Dwayne Johnson is is that he kind of plays the hero, and uh, would he have? I mean, I don't really know. I'm not sure if Dwayne Johnson would have really wanted to have like played a villain in a in a in a Disney film. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he probably would do it. That would
2: do, be kind of though. You have to admit that would be awesome if he would play as the villain. I mean, he hasn't played like a legit villain since the Scorpion King.
1: Um. Was Oh, yeah, he was a villain in The Scorpion King, wasn't he? I can't, I can't, yeah, he I can't, was
2: a villain in The Scorpion story.
1: King. I forget about that, but...
2: Uh, yeah, I, most people do. It's, it's,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Dwayne Johnson would have been, uh, you know, a good pick for uh, for Gaston, but uh, I don't know. I, I If I wanted to take uh, Gaston in a completely different direction, if I wanted to make him intimidating and I wanted to kind of focus some more on that, I would probably have uh, put Dave Bautista in that role. I don't know, maybe he turned it down, maybe he didn't want it, but... Uh, you know, I just think, uh, yeah, There should have been a rethinking casting. I think in regards to what they were doing, because you, you, you know, I really wish I could bring up a you know, maybe, maybe I can actually. So um, this is what we, this is, this is Gaston. We all know, at least I'm trying to bring him up. He's not Goston, He's Gaston. Uh, he was pretty
0: big in the in the Broadway version, either. Yeah. Let
1: me, fa- let me let me let me find a let me just find a picture of him, which is uh, yeah. This is the. This is him. This is him, isn't it? This is this yes, is this is. is what we know Gaston as,
0: <laughs>
1: isn't it? It's like you
0: know, is, we'll, play is, I, I should play him because I've <laughs> got it all. Yeah, monster.
3: <laughs> uh, in fact, things you kind of don't want to see in live action. And could you imagine someone as big as Gaston on screen and it not looking too terrifying?
1: Um, Well, I think uh, yeah, I'd say your point, Jamboriki. At, at, at that point, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. But you know, again, if you were, uh, if you were going to go in, it's like take it into a different direction. Then yeah, I think he probably would have been. um I think I think uh, you know someone like maybe smaller than you know than Cartoon Gaston probably would have been all right. But what we ended up with, you got to admit, it's not 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 really what we wanted. I don't think, and uh, you so- know. You oh, one, yeah. <laughs> and all I've got to say to Josh Gad in regards to his uh, role of flu. I really hope those Olaf checks are still coming in. You know, because you know, I, I, I think... I think
0: one... very recently LeFou is going to be gay in this uh, new remake.
1: Yeah. I did hear
2: about that. In fact, yeah. I did hear that Alabama is planning on banning the movie because of the announcement that LeFou is going to be gay in this movie. And Russia oh. is
1: going to get... Also, Russia is thinking it might be gay propaganda, so they might ban that as well. But uh, hey, Le...
0: you know? uh, Josh Gad responded. It doesn't say, and Josh Gad says it doesn't say in the script that lafou is gay. It's just well, basically, it just implies it. You know, I don't think the kid, like, I don't know what Alabama's afraid of. I don't think, like, you know, it's not gonna go into detail here. It's still the, the,
1: a this movie, this movie is gonna be so. I don't think we'll be talking. Uh, you know, the same way we weren't talking about Ghostbusters. Now, have you noticed actually that we're not talking about Ghostbusters anymore? Uh, 2016. Yeah, I
2: mean, the, the, the hype just pretty much died down, and everybody just made a big deal out of nothing.
1: Can't you see Beauty and the Beast going exactly the same way?
2: No, definitely not. It's a lot more subdued than the one with Ghostbusters, because Ghostbusters, I mean, I don't know what the trailer likes and dislikes are for Beauty and the Beast, but, you know, for a while, Ghostbusters was the most hated trailer on YouTube, so...
1: And then the Uh, emoji movie came out. Everybody made
2: such a big deal about it, saying that Ghostbusters, the whole feminism thing, and why do this, and blah, 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 the movie was fine the way it is, and and then of course there's the whole AVGN thing about, I refuse to see this movie, and then everybody just went in a fiasco, and blah, 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 so... Trust that me, was this really so stupid. chump change compared to what Ghostbusters went
1: through. Yeah, you know, do you know what the worst thing about that was? I had to argue with my friends on Facebook that AVGN was not sorry that James Rolfe was not sexist. And you know, it's like you know no. when you're when you're uh, making argu when you're having to stand up for James Rolfe of all people, you know, uh, in uh, in a political debate. It's like you know you want it's just mad you know it's, it's just it's, it's just really it's just yeah it's like you know in this country right now it's like you know the people who were uh, you know the, who were basically labor, labor supporters i'm sorry to turn this political but uh, you know we're arguing to me about how james rolfe was sexist and uh, you know how he shouldn't have said these things about ghostbusters and i'm just kind of turning around thinking like these are the arguments you're making to me and you wonder how badly you're doing in the polls right now compared to the conservative party right now it's like you know for god's sakes yeah, so well, anyway, anyway let's and let's, the Beast, let's, so. let's move away <laughs> from that. Let's move away from that, you know. So. Anyway,
2: yeah. Anyway, um, so um yeah, I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews about this movie. You know, some people they say it's you know, just as good, you know, the casting's really good. Some people say it feels lifeless compared to the original. So, well, I, I, I haven't seen the movie different. personally. I
0: think it's because it's different to the original, you know. It's going to, you know, remakes are going to be different.
2: Yeah, um, and the same thing happened with um, Cinderella and with Jungle Book. They yeah. had their own differences as well.
0: I mean, the only difference between you know what Beauty and the Beast is doing is that it's you know it's retaining its original songs and a few new ones. So, um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this,
1: this is the fun thing about J- Josh. Uh, he has all the co-hosts along with the, along with me, my co-host. So. Uh. <laughs> Uh, oh man! You know, that's
0: what happens when you're 23 and you have a seven-year-old sister
1: oh. well well, I, I i have two younger sisters and yeah i'm still i'm still hearing about them and uh, one's getting married in uh, november so uh anyway you know what i've actually never brought this up well, congratulations to uh my future son in he's my future brother-in-law and uh, my uh my sister uh they're getting married in in november so you know uh, kieran and jamie i love you both to death and uh yeah i hope uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing, seeing you get married and everything so cool <laughs> um, let's, uh, J- Jamboriki. You know you're the you're the guest on my show right now, and uh, I want to ask uh, you about uh, I've up the Emoji movie before, and uh, you know the uh, the negative reaction that it got, and uh, I'm just wondering, you know, since your v- your video came out, I mean, what's been the uh, the reception of? Because uh, right now it's like one of your most uh, watched videos at the moment.
3: Um, it's a mixed response. <laughs> let's just say there's been a lot of people that are kind of like because my my intention with that video was to kind of like say hey okay guys calm down but at the same time saying hey i understand everyone's angry i i get it um and but there's been quite a lot of people kind of thinking that I'm angry that I than I really am <laughs> 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 there's a lot of people like that like really getting furious at me mm-hmm. um but there's been weird comments as well love weird ones but there's been understanding ones um Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been weird because that like I said that's the highest view video I, I've had and it was just strange to see yeah. The views go up and everything and it get lots of attention because I made that after work one day um Because when it comes to talking some Trend stuff it has to be something that I feel like I can talk about and while I was at work I started to think you know what I can't I do have some opinions on this trailer. I do have some things I can say and know how I can go about doing it, and I just made it under a couple of hours and then it went <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah and then I had, uh, about the quality of it I had criticism about the quality of the video as well it was like yeah no. <laughs> Yeah. so yeah um, it's been a mixed, mixed response to that video
1: yeah you know it's like I, I don't pay any attention to people who say like you know the quality of the video or the quality of the you know the, the show is not so uh, you know up to, up to scratch it's like you know that's not to me it's like you know that's not the substance of what I'm talking about you know the fact is is that we've got a uh, an imaging movie that uh, you know it looks like you know from the get-go is going to become very dated at at uh, some point in time and uh, you know and don't give me that oh the Nokia 3310 is coming back it's like you know no uh um, uh, and uh, the um, other thing about it as well, it's Sony Pictures. And it's just, you know, what have Sony Pictures done of merit? As of, like, well, we've had Alvin and the Chipmunks, we've had the Smurfs. Um, we've had, you know, the, isn't it just, isn't the, it's just a recipe for, dis- unless, you know, I could be totally and utterly wrong. You know, it's like, maybe the imagery movie will be really well written, maybe we'll ignore the fact that they're images, maybe we'll think of them as something else, maybe we'll think of them as, like, characters, you know, I'm totally and utterly open to being wrong. But right now, isn't isn't just, uh, I don't know about everybody else, isn't this just right now, with uh, something that looks like it's going to become quite dated, and with a, 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 a movie studio which is known for, you know, piling out shit, isn't this going to, isn't this just a recipe for disaster? Look, looking at it at face value.
2: I think well, fi- it's basically just trying to cap off the popularity of the Lego movie saying, hey, that movie was based off of toys. Let's see if we can try to make it out of smiley faces and, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but they're
2: not understanding on what made it so good. You know, the reason why the Lego movie worked the way it did was because it was done by people who actually cared about Legos. Mm-hmm. you know i'm sure a lot of people know that the pe- the you know the two guys involved with uh the lego movie they did things like you know cloudy with a chance of meatballs and 21 jump street and um i think it was um one of my colleagues romantic expression known as movie curiosities he once said that these two guys know how to take a concept that is shit and turn it into gold because who would have thought that <laughs> Twenty One Jump Street, which is basically a '90s TV show starring Johnny Depp, nobody knew what it was. And then when you have Channing Tatum and you have um, uh, what was the other uh, Jonah Hill, Jonah you put Hill? them together, and they make a, a funny movie. And it actually brought relevancy to a TV show that nobody knew existed. And Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I've heard a lot of people give mixed reviews on that movie, but I personally like it. Uh, it's, it's able to take something that is really it's so creative. Yeah, I, I know that there are some critics and some people online who don't like it. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, that movie, I think, is a lot better than what it should have been. It's really creative. It's really funny. And I think that they were able to take the book and homage it in a way that it's original. The, the, sequ- the sequel, however, can go screw itself, oh, and the yes. TV series doesn't need to exist, so that's because those two guys <laughs> weren't involved with the direction of it, they went off to do the Lego movie, so.
1: Yeah, there was no reason for the second movie, I mean, I know we talked about oh, this last week. no absolutely not, but- they
2: had, I mean, first of all, they should have, you know, whoever was in charge of the second movie, they should have done it in a similar way that the first movie did, in which they were able to take the, the source material and do something original with it, but instead they just rehashed the first movie again. And the, they had a sequel to the book. It was called Pickles to Pittsburgh, in which it involved with the rebuilding of Swallow Falls, and they're taking the food and they're able to distribute it to third world countries who are starving. And they build up the city out of food, and then there's like a whole bunch of creative things with the food. Why not do that? I I even had that this idea. That sounds
3: interesting. That sounds really good.
2: I actually had this idea years ago, with a colleague from Indiana and uh my good friend clancy and i we were discussing about this movie when it came out in theaters and i i saw it in theaters so i had this idea okay so let it take place right after the first movie and let let us have the mayor come back and let's just say that you know similar to in Pickles to Pittsburgh, in which they took the food and they're distributing it to the world countries. How about if he tries to use this so he can get back to his good side and maybe they'll want to vote for him again and maybe try to see if he can weasel his way back into the town, making him look like he's a good guy? And then everybody is trusting him again. Nobody's trusting Flynn anymore because apparently, you know, his machine ruined the town and he's trying to. You know, prove to everyone saying like, hey, you know, the mayor may be doing this for good, but he's actually going to be doing this for evil. And maybe the whole thing about the f- the animals coming to life with the-, the the vegetables and the other foods and stuff like that, maybe it can terrorize or something like that. So try to make it more interesting. Unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't that case. And not only did they not even follow cl- remotely close to the book, but they came up with a story that was... Eh. And then the TV series... Yeah. Yeah, and now, uh, uh, yeah, TV I know. And actually.
1: now we're getting, now we're getting, and so after we've had a good movie and then a terrible sequel, we're now getting a TV series.
3: Stop! Stop! He's dead! Uh, Okay. Why, why make a TV series when you have a terrible
2: sequel?
1: I, why,
0: yeah, yeah. Well,
2: to be fair, we've had TV series based off of movies that you question on why.
1: We've had, like. we've had, we, we've gone as far as the as uh, giving a TV series to the Annoying Orange. I think if the Annoying Orange can get a TV series, I can get a TV <laughs> there series. Go. There you go. Yeah,
2: I, I, I just don't get the Annoying Orange at all. Like, I don't get it either. I but don't. then again, we gave Fred a TV series, so. Oh, we gave know. Fred a TV
1: series. We what have, what like what have we become modern? as a species? Are <laughs> we are the worst thing on this planet. We really are. We are okay. Um, we should be
2: ashamed of ourselves.
1: Yeah, we should be. Um, there's actually one thing that links us all together, besides hating uh, Cardi with a Chance of Meatballs, but, uh, um, we're all huge fans of Hey Arnold, and uh, as we all know, uh, the Hey Arnold the Jungle movie is gonna be released in November, and, uh, you know, it's just gonna be, uh, so excited! it is, it is, yeah, let me, let me safely say this, I wake up every single morning thinking, wow, this happened, it's like, you know, like, <laughs> I I, know. I'll tell you what, right. I was there, yeah. in, I was there in 2009, well, though, right. yeah, go on.
3: The
1: thing is... Yeah, the thing is... uh, Sorry, go on.
3: I follow books that The Jungle Movie made for like ages from like the the early get-go, and I was one of those people that was like, despite supporting it, I was really kind of like, I want it to happen, but Nickelodeon's making lots of money off of Spongebob and Dora. I they're gonna, you know, try and satisfy the nineties kids with their nostalgia boners. They're not about SpongeBob. Um, so when I saw it announced, I was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah right I, 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 <laughs> I just thought, you know, it's like, because I remember joining the, uh, the Hey Arnold, Save the Jungle group, movie group in 2009 when I found out about the journal. I know nothing about the journal until 2009 because I just thought, you know, Hey Arnold was a great show, you know, and uh, then it went away. And I thought, because, you know, here in the UK, it's like, you know, they didn't really, like, run things in seasons. They kind of just ran them, you know, w- you know multiple episodes. And, uh, you know, because uh, that's kind of the way they kind of did TV back in the 90s on satellite television and uh, so when i found out there was this journal episode and when i start when i watched that and i said so, you know said you know grandma grandpa right you have to see this i found a map i like shit there's going to be more to this and then you find out that it was cancelled and it was like oh my god so, I kind of joined the group in 2009, in just so uh, just to kind of reminisce with everybody, and then all of a sudden, uh, it just took off. You know, it went from a group of being 300 mm. people to, like, you know, 23,000 people after the uh, the 90s or all that came back, and uh, then all of a sudden, Craig Bartlett became a thing, and I interviewed him on, like, six different occasions, and then all of a sudden, Nickelodeon just decided, you know, hey, you know, uh, there's this um, movie where that's that's been there, let's... Uh, Let's get it out there and let's uh, get get it made. And I'm just I'm just still amazed that uh, you know after all this campaigning that they, that that's, that's happened and uh, uh, that we're here and that uh, now there's stuff coming out for it. And uh, I don't know if you guys have actually seen uh, on Craig Bartlett's Facebook page. Um, this was um, the fact that this is the one thing that I see. And I just noticed that I've got my bookmark bar open. I think I need to close that down. Um, the fact that I let me just have a look for it. Um, it's not the latest one. It's not the one where. Uh, uh, just uh, sorry, I have to wait for uh, Facebook load in order for it to. Uh, to in. Mm-hmm. I mean, look,
2: look,
1: look, look where we are. Yes. The, 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 this is this is a thing, right now. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the frames from you know currently being animated in Korea. So uh, that, that amazes me. To be to be quite honest, I still can't believe that's real.
0: I can't. I it, I, fi- I thought it was fan first when I first saw the promotional poster or something. Yeah, and I it was I I, I was surprised when I found out that's actually legit. But, yes, <laughs> 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 I I laughed so hard thinking, oh my god, <laughs> the-
2: <laughs> whoa! Mm.
0: I was laughing so hard inside. I didn't uh, like. My brother t- my my older brother told me that uh, you know this is never gonna happen like I, at first I, I joined in 2011 uh, writing Facebook posts telling people not to give up and then I started making YouTube videos and now I deleted my YouTube account because well I just want to start over on my life and then finally this movie comes on and uh, I told and it was that moment when I told my brother I told you so you know <laughs> and it was just a it was a good moment just to because my brother was like, mm. wow, you actually did it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as for my story, I kind of knew about this from the beginning because I followed the Nick.com um, chat site and I used to, um, you know, see all the questions that all the fans would have for Craig. And when I first heard about the announcement of the Jungle movie being canceled, I wrote to him back in 2003, 2004. And I never thought I would get a response from him until uh, a few months later. And uh, I got a picture of Arnold, Gerald, and Helga saying thank you very much for the support and all that stuff. And afterwards, there was nothing. There was no mentions of any Jungle movie or anything like that. And there was like a huge buzz of it uh, in recent years when the splat and the 90s or all that started coming about. And there was like all this huge commotion. And then when I heard... um, you know, that Craig was working at Nickelodeon again. That's when my friend Kevin and I interviewed him for our podcast. And we talked for a little bit. He was, you know, planning on working on Skyrat and we wanted to know more information about that. And then he was talking about at the end of the podcast saying, you know, there if, you know, everything goes well with Skyrat, who knows, maybe we'll bring Hey Arnold back. And I just thought, oh, that's just, I mean, I've heard this story so many times. It would be so awesome, mm-hmm. but I never oh, thought it was going to happen.
0: I-, I thought it was gonna take years because of Scott, Sky- yeah, exactly. Skyrat, and now I realize he's gonna create the the jungle movie before he even start like starts airing Skyrat.
1: Well, I think I mean there's a possibility we might even get both. I mean, uh, after the Jungle Movie's done, I mean, if uh keep this in mind, while he's been working on the Jungle Movie, he's been doing Ready Jet Go for PBS, so uh there is a possibility that even if he they, if Nickelodeon to him and say, "Yeah, let's go and do, you know, another season of Hey Arnold," and oh by the way, if you want to do that Skyrat thing on the side, then, you know, do it. And so uh, there's uh, all these possibilities uh, for uh you know, that is a possibility at the end of the day. So, uh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah.
2: He's,
0: he's really busy
2: right I now. I mean, everybody just had such a fascination about the Jungle movie because it's a conclusion to a show that a lot of people grew up with and a lot of people appreciate it. And the fact that there was, like, a little bit of a small note that was never completed, it made people want it yes. to happen. Well, it, is our, it is our version of Shenmue 3, in which we waited for a long time for us to get a continuation, and now we're finally getting it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, the, oh, <laughs> Well the
3: Hey Arnold ended with fee problem.
0: In like a cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, for dead for and uh... the
3: series after after hinting some really interesting journal like on board, and It's like.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I just think is,
1: I mean, the the thing with it is, is, um, I mean, there's also this uh, stupid rule that exists in Nicktoons is that, uh, you know, Nickelodeon cartoons aren't allowed to announce an end. That's the reason that infamous Angry Beavers episode was never made. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's kind of been a rule in there, and unfortunately, you know, Hey Arnold has also fallen victim to that, and uh, that's the reason why it just kind of ended up in that journal episode, ended up being wedged in the middle of season five, and then just kind of rolled along with the the rest of them, so... uh, yeah, even though little little did we know it was actually you know the 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 final Hey Arnold episode. So uh, mm. yeah,
2: and, and for and for those who actually there was a, actually when I did my history of the of Hey the Jungle movie video on my channel, there was a smartass who you know posted saying like no uh the journal's not the last episode it's actually Phoebe's little problem slash you know Grandpa's Packard, that's the last episode and I'm like. That's the last episode aired, not the last episode produced. There's a difference. Thank you.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I just uh, you you can't argue with some people. It's just you know. It's yeah, just, I know. Yeah.
2: It's like with it's like with the the ABC show Dinosaurs, in which they actually had another episode, which was which they showed as the last episode, when in reality, in you know airing order, there was another episode that was the series finale that actually ended in a really sad note. For- actually, oh, really my depressing. God.
1: Yeah,
0: I, you know, I never saw the show as a kid, but that that episode was just it. it that was not necessary. Come on.
1: Well, I I mean, it it, it, you know, problem, the guy yeah. who created
2: the show, um, he said that if I want to have the show end, I need to. I need to find a way that I can never. It, it's going to stay ended, and so that's why the ending exists. For those yeah. who don't know what I'm talking about. Go watch it on Netflix or something, and you'll be wow. crying at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, actually, I noticed there was uh, there was like an anime called I think it was called School Life or something like that. And uh, didn't like the last School episode days. was just so it was called Sorry Sorry School Days School Days. And uh, wasn't it like uh, like wasn't like the last episode of them showing like a boat like floating and like there was just uh, this was all meme That's nice boat game. <laughs> oh man.
2: Both. I don't get into, I don't get TV production companies and showing episodes out of order. I really don't get them.
1: No, I don't think we have to. I, well. I mean,
2: even with the splat, they promised that they were gonna air the four unaired as told by ginger episodes. And what they ended up doing was that they showed one episode that was a continuation of a previous episode that they showed afterwards. Mm. So I mean let me put it into this context. So there's this one episode in which the main character just went through um Appendicitis, and she had her appendix removed, and she's looking very sickly. And you know, sh- it starts off with her being sickly because she just got her appendix removed. And then the episode that they showed afterwards was her getting her appendix removed. It's like they showed the wrong episode. They had it in out of order. It's like, look, you know, so glad glad I, 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 I really do appreciate it. But here's the thing, you know um you just because it's a cartoon it does not mean that you can show any episode out of order it doesn't exactly work that way it's
1: like quagmire and family guy declaring he's impotence in one episode and then having sex again in the next one it's like you know it's just
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man, um, let's. Um, I want to move on to this uh, bit. For th- unless you've been living under, you know, a giant stone or the Rock of Gibraltar, uh, the Nintendo Switch recently came out, and actually came out uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, and uh, I tell you what, I, I, I'm, you got to help me out, guys, because you know, at the moment, I'm so tempted to part money with it with the Nintendo Switch at the moment and uh, buy Zelda Breath of the Wild, but uh, this is the thing. I don't want to buy a game console knowing I'm really going to ever be tied to one game, because when I bought my Super Nintendo, I didn't just buy you know uh, one game with it. I bought uh, Super Mario World and I bought Super Mario all Stars, so I know that I had a variation of games I can play when I got it. Same with the Nintendo 64. I got three Nintendo 64 games when I got it. Same with the GameCube, same with the Wii, and now I'm just starting to wonder. You know, it's, uh, Zelda: The Breath of the Wild. You know, everyone's going nuts over it. People are doing let's plays of it, and you know, Game Grumps is doing a series on it right now. Uh, same with Cinemassacre as well. I mean, I don't know. It's like, uh, would anyone here part ways for, with with their cash for one game console and one game? I just want to hear everyone's Unless thoughts you're about that. I'm a
2: massive Zelda fan, and from what I've been hearing, it's like. Zelda mixed with Skyrim in which there's so many things to explore, unless you're really, really, really into those open world games, then I would just wait for a little bit because there aren't a lot of games for the Switch right now. There's... 1-2 Switch, there's uh, Super Bomberman R, there's ARMS, then you have Breath of the Wild. So unless you really want to get yourself invested with Zelda and having a different experience with Zelda, then I would probably just hold off on it for now. Besides, I think it's going to be practically impossible at this point for you to get a copy of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and the Switch because they're going for really, really high prices right now.
0: Yeah. I would, you know, I would just wait till you know... Maybe wait for a few rich people to buy it first, and then see how they feel about it. If they say, "Eh, it's not as special as they say it is," or you know, it's just uh, it's just uh, like the all the others back then, but with the different, I don't know, different technology. Maybe you know, just maybe listen to the reviews first to people that are actually spent. I gotta find a way to stop the background noise around here. <laughs> I've got to find a way it's not sound proven
1: here <laughs> anyway why are you trying to figure that out Jamboreeke I mean uh, the, the Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, with a with a game console which is going to be like over well, over 300 and something pounds is that something worth it in your opinion hello Jamboreeke
3: the thing is I don't really, um, play many consoles. <laughs> I'm not much of a do game
1: Uh,
3: because I'm using and move. Um, sorry, we're having a bit of, uh, really...
1: you're having a bit of technical issues at the moment. You're breaking up a little bit Jamboreki, so, uh, us we'll tell you what, let's, uh, i trying to think what we might be able to do. Tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm just wondering if there's a way I could probably, um, can you, uh, like, uh, Come out of the uh, come out of the chat and go back into it again. If and see That's if it see if the quality gets any better. So yeah, we'll wait for you. Cool. So wait for Jambariki just to come back and uh, also Josh will give you a chance to uh you know, for all your sound to um, pass over. be over.
0: They're, they're just a loud family. I live in a very, really loud
1: family. Yeah. So. <laughs> we somewhere down the line we're gonna hook you up with a microphone and head headset, so uh, somewhere down the line we're gonna be able to feed all that out. Anyway, I think we've got Jambariki back. Uh Jamboreki, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear I you. I can hear you, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, then. So, uh, so you don't play many, many game consoles, uh, so I guess you know maybe you probably might be the wisest thing of not to buy one game console in one game if you're never going to play it. So uh, I think, uh, yeah. You might be the wisest out of a lot of us right now, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think the thing is, I'd,
3: I'd love to kind of like... Uh, mix um, games, but, but I, I'm very fussy when it comes to like picking... Fictions in terms of consoles and games so i've not really it's and i just love stuff so much so i spend most of the game related money on, on and i love it
1: hmm. and uh, yeah Let me look through some... uh, I I want to look through some uh, other news at the moment because uh, there's quite a a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Nickelodeon has announced uh, the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2D animated series, Uh, according to Nickelodeon. Mind you, another one? It's like, you know... uh, Yeah, they
2: are making another one because... Um, for those who haven't been following uh, the, the you know, the newest incarnation, basically, uh, as soon as uh, the season, the fifth season ends, it's basically finished. So they're going to go immediately to a brand new series. Wow. Wow. That's, that's so, Yeah. So right now, um, the episodes have been getting really, really interesting with, you know, the turtles fighting against Super Shredder and the defeat of the Splinter and, you know, all the... Um, You know, there's there's, you know discussions about who's going to be the new leader and stuff like that. So I guess, you know, as soon as they're finished with all that, then, you know, when the fifth season is over, then they're going to go jump straight over to a new one, which actually should be really interesting because, you know, we grew up with the 87 series and the 2003 series. And it's, you know, right now, it's the shortest amount of seasons that we had for an animated incarnation because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 87 series had nine seasons and... Uh, The 2003 series, I think it had what, like six or seven seasons, and then had the spinoff series? Yeah, so that was like around like six or seven or eight seasons. But so my, this one only has five, and yeah, my,
1: my argument though is is that you know like um, you're going to go straight into another series of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why not just you know why not just wait? I mean, it's uh, Power Rangers. I,
2: yeah, and, uh, oh yeah yeah Power Rangers yeah. yeah Power Rangers does the same thing as well in which as soon as the uh, first uh, current incarnation's over, then they jump immediately to another one. So and now they're
0: making a theatrical film.
1: Yeah, it's well, just...
2: yeah, but that has nothing to do with Nickelodeon. That's completely different.
1: What's that? Yeah. It's like, mind you, I don't know, like uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers film, like, uh, I don't know, looking at some of the trailers and stuff like that, it does it does look kind of cheesy in a way. Yeah, I think. well, yeah. I mean, they're
2: trying to make a darker, edgier version of Power Rangers, so <laughs> I have no idea where that's going to lead up to.
1: Yeah, but uh, i tell you what, I don't even know... With, um... I don't know why I'm even asking why you know they're making other you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, and making like, making constant Power ranges. You know, I I already have a clip on my soundboard that already answers that question. We've got to have money. Pretty much. There
2: you go. <laughs> uh, Congratulations! You uh, you solved the you solved the world's problems. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jamboreki, you you wanted to add something to that? Um,
3: one of the for like, uh high school musical <laughs> I had that kind of feeling so I was like oh no it's it's not gonna be fun okay they're going this route and then they did the second trip but now it looks
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm, I think it's uh yeah um so anyway let's just uh, I mean Nickelodeon you know seems to be knowing what they're doing right now so I guess you know I'll'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and let's just see. What they come up with here, but uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been done quite a lot now by Nickelodeon, and maybe it's just it's time to possibly, you know, give it a little bit of rest for a while, then probably revisit it, you know, uh, later on. So uh, maybe they can probably do that. So uh, yeah. Um. So I'm just looking at some of the other stuff that's currently going on at the moment. Man, mind you, while we're doing that, I think. uh... I I
2: actually have something to plug.
1: Yeah, sure. Go on.
2: Okay, so uh, so Phil Moore, the host of Nick Arcade, the classic Nickelodeon game show from the '90s, uh, a few days ago he posted up a GoFundMe page called Battle Arcade, which is kind of like a spiritual successor to Nick Arcade. So if anybody is interested in checking it out, then yeah, just go over to GoFundMe, type in Battle Arcade, and you should be able to see it there.
1: Uh, Battle Arcade. Let me go find it. GoFundMe. I think. uh press start who did you say it was for uh press start gaming did you say
2: um well fill more um Phil I, I, Moore. let me see if i can give you the link for just a quick second
1: okay is it f l f f d i e that
2: is uh yeah f i l uh yeah f i l m that's correct
1: okay well the first thing that's coming up for me is uh yeah, go go. Yeah, if you can um, put it in, like in the in the Facebook chat, and I'll uh, I'll see if I can uh, get it up in the bed. Yeah, right, but, here you go. You oh. have the
2: link right over here.
1: Brilliant. Okay, then I think uh, well, Defo, I'll put I'll put this up. So yeah, that's for everyone to see. It's uh, that's the uh, GoFundMe page for uh, Battle Arcade. So uh, yeah, Defo check it out, and uh, their goal right now is fifteen thousand dollars. So uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's see if we can get them up to that. Uh, up to that stage, so yeah, everyone check it out Uh, anyway, well, uh,
2: just one more thing I want to promote as well Sure. Uh, so, um, another Nickelodeon game show host, Mark Summers Uh, for those who don't remember, Mark Summers was the host of Double Dare and What Would You Do and he's been, you know the executive producer for a lot of Food Network shows so, um, he has a documentary coming out called On Your Mark and the trailer of it the official trailer of On Your Mark just came out just a few days ago So if any of you guys are interested in checking it out, then I would highly recommend that you do so because, um, you know, Mark Summers has been, you know, one of the hardest working men in the industry. A lot of people who grew up with things like Double Dare and what would you do, say like he's one of the best Nickelodeon game show hosts. And you get to hear more of his story Uh, for the past couple of months. He's been doing a one man show discussing about more about his life. And it's very interesting. Let me just. There you go. There's oh, a link. brilliant.
1: There's another one. So uh, anyway, this is a YouTube link. So uh, let's... Uh...
2: On your mark. Get set.
0: I think it's an authenticity that the kids, they'll sense the lack of that in a heartbeat. And I think they thought he was just like quirky and weird and funny. I'm doing a one-man show called uh, The Life and Slimes of Mark Summers, Everything in His Place. This company has sold out every single production since May of 2014.
2: Well, I'll put an end to that, right? Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am very scared about, it. is this going to happen?
2: I have no doubt, no doubt with my husband, with Mark, he can do it.
0: I instantly knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I was in the zone and I wasn't even trying. 90% of what's in the show right now actually happened and is as exciting as it really happened.
1: A guy with crippling OCD becomes world famous for being the messiest game show host in history? That's crazy.
0: He wants to brush it off and say, it's no big deal, it wasn't that bad. But then a different moment he'll tell me how he would fold a shirt over and over and over again.
2: I cried. My tears came to my eyes when I saw that.
0: To put it on paper and to act it out and go back and do it is why I guess I'm an emotional wreck. What he said to me years later was it was such good TV I didn't care. I defy anybody to ever look at an episode and say I was
2: not having a good time.
0: I didn't talk about having cancer nationally because in show business it can ruin your career. He's had these weird and wild chapters. He seems like a kind of unstoppable dude. Highlighting his life in this theater performance is probably one of the bravest, most giving things somebody could do. I think there's a lot to learn, a lot to love, a lot to share, a lot to experience. But the life of Mark Summers, well, it should be a ride in an amusement park because it's got every twist and turn you can imagine.
1: hope everyone. will check that out. Uh, you're listening to the Arameta Show. Facebook.com/slash forward Arametta Show. Twitter.com/slash Arametta Show. YouTube.com/slash Arametta Show. And also, we've been joined by our really wonderful guest over in Sheffield, Jamboriki. Uh, if you want to check out uh, and uh, support Jamboriki, he's uh, there on uh, the Patreon. Uh, he's uh, currently got eight page- patrons at the moment. Let's get him some more. And uh, tell you what, there's that. There's that. Re- there's that number there. $20, ten thousand so, dollars. You know, if you, anyone out there with ten thousand dollars, get him his own studio. You know, let him do loads and loads of reviews and you know let us entertain, entertain us all and stuff so uh tell you what Jamboreeke shall we play your video yeah. okay go on
3: howdy folks my name is Jamboreeke and I've been reviewing films on YouTube for about four years now I currently run two review shows called Puppet Panic and Jamboreeke Reviews I get a creative adrenaline from making these videos they give me a chance to document my feelings share my opinions with a mass audience and express my passion for film. However, because of my current position in life, I can only make one episode of Puppet Panic and Jabberiki reviews a month, and my video schedule is very scattered. I really wish I could make more videos, because I enjoy doing them so much. This is where you guys can help. How? Through my Patreon. This is my Patreon. It's a site for my fans to make monthly donations to me. Those who donate are called Patrons. The money I receive goes towards funding my videos and serves as a supportive income for me. Patrons can donate as much as they want each month and stop donating any time. All donations are greatly appreciated, and in return for their patronage, patrons are given exciting rewards, depending on how much they donate, including their names credited in my main show, access to exclusive videos, and the chance to decide a review on my channel. With enough patron donations, I could turn this YouTube channel into a full-time job, which would mean that I could commit to a consistent weekly schedule, one where I can release 4 or 5 episodes of Key reviews and Puppet Panic every month. With your help through my Patreon, we could lead this channel into some incredible directions and improve so many things. So please consider becoming a patron. Cheerio, folks.
1: There we go. Um, so, actually, I never actually got to ask you about this, um, uh, uh Puppet Panic, uh, tell us a bit more about that side of your show.
3: Panic. You talk about... Viewers to tell their story. I had a lot of requests when I first started reviewing animated films. There were this puppet movie, and I kept thinking it doesn't. It's technically not animation. Um, so I thought, well, let's make a art form, and it gave me an excuse to point out that this is because things uh, not many uh, TV shows and movies utilize poetry as much as they use and going through films you start to kind of appreciate and see how much work how much dated the past Is there, it's It's made an excuse for me to kind of like say, hey, puppetry is still alive and it should um, be resurrected in some way.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's it's funny because I was speaking to one of my colleagues at work, and uh, we were talking about uh, you know uh, and, uh, Thunderbirds and uh, Captain Scarlet and uh, Joe Ninety, and uh, you know all those uh, you know those marionette shows, and uh, how cool it would be if uh, you know. Here's the one thing I never understood: what uh, you know they did Team America: World Police, which I think was actually quite a good success, and I'm really surprised they haven't made a sequel yet. Given that uh, you know so much has changed in the world, and uh, you know, I thought there'd be quite a lot of stuff to parody there. So, uh, you know, you quite surprised that uh, you know we haven't seen, haven't seen any more, you know, kind of like marionette style uh, things since that. Uh, you know, there's still there's kind of love for it still within uh, within nostalgia.
3: I think I don't know if they've done it yet because they don't really watch TV, but they did plan on doing a an adaptation. For- Recorded, but we're never done the puppetry for it, and so they recently decided, you know what, I've got all these scripts, I've got um, adapt um, and I've not seen it yet, I'm not sure if it's gone ahead, but I think.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, th- thank you very much for that. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I'm hoping we see you back again. And uh, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, if anyone's actually, you know, who's listening to the show or, you know, has, uh, seen, if you have seen, you haven't seen Thunderbirds, if you haven't seen Captain Scarlet, the box sets are out there. So, you know, you know, b- b- you know definitely uh, go check them out. So, uh, yeah, it'd be really, really cool to do that. Um, I think, um, I think we're starting, I think, um, to be honest with you, I think we're starting to run, start, run out of stuff to really talk about, really, I think. So, Jamboreki, if you can hear us fine, I mean, uh, I don't think the internet's going to get any better, so, uh, tell you what, how about we we end it here, and uh, thank you very much for coming on the show, and uh, we'll catch you on at another time, yeah? Cool. All right, then. Cheers, thank you very much for being on the show. I'll see you later, man. Cheerio, Jamboreki. I'm sorry about the internet connection, and, uh, yeah, I hope uh, next time we can... uh, have, a, have a, do it better than do it better next time so uh anyway uh, anyone anyone want to wrap up with anything before we go or uh
0: i think uh i think we're pretty good with where we've been you know what we've been talking about everything's uh yeah that we've explained uh, whatever we needed to today
1: yeah yeah I, I definitely agree cool okay then so um we're going to do um we're going to put this show up on uh, on youtube and uh, this is going to be the first uh, show we've ever done on youtube so this is going to be pretty exciting so hopefully it's uh are going to do pretty well but uh, I mean obviously thank you. sorry for everyone for like all the technical glitches but you know this is the first time we've ever done this so uh, I just want to say thank you very much for putting up all the uh, technical problems around and uh, some of the other stuff that's happened and uh, uh, so uh, thank you very much for uh, checking out the show and if you want to check us out it's facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta show it's uh, twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta show uh, it's aaronmeta.tumblr.com uh, as well and uh, also don't forget to check out Patricia on the Old School Lane podcast uh, as well uh, she's on YouTube and uh, also she's uh, uh, on the Facebook as well, so definitely check her out on that. And also, big thanks to our guest uh, Jambariki as well. And uh, even though he uh, somewhat can and can't hear us, and uh, <laughs> I think he can, so uh, <laughs> yeah, cheers. And I really hope we can have you back on the show next time when you're uh, when you, when it's working. But anyway, we really want to uh, get it, get him sorted out on uh, on Patreon. Unfortunately, the uh, the Patreon page thinks has just has um, just gone away. I tell you what, I think we can. Um, if I go back to the homepage and I click this link here um yeah we can get it back so check him out on patreon it's uh it's uh it's there if you just search for jamboree and uh you know he's got uh he's got eight patrons right now and uh, he's currently on the uh, 40 a month so you know get him uh let's, let's, seriously someone out there can give him ten thousand ten thousand dollars and he can just do whatever he want with it and you know let's, <laughs> let's get him let's get him there i think that, that would be pretty awesome to do so uh but so uh, you know uh hey i can i can only do so much so uh Thank you very much for checking out the Arrow Meta show. I will check you all out. So that's actually going to be a bonus show uh, tomorrow. And uh, so, But uh, if you don't check us out on the bonus show, we will see you all next week. Take care, and bye-bye for now.